Hello and welcome to We Cantrip, a D&D play podcast. That was my pop can, and I'm your dungeon master, Brandon Tharp, and I am joined by... I just want to say I love you for that, by the way. Uh, Cameron Ford playing Tack McNuckles. How the turntables. <laughs> turntables have been. Uh, Greg Brown playing Nomo Sensual. Ian France playing Paid Asher. And last time on our adventure, a bunch of bullshit happened that I didn't expect to happen. Uh, the party is still resting up from their... Well, the party was still resting up from their wounds. And they kind of went their own separate ways. Uh, Attack, you know, still tried to find some gem store. He couldn't find a gem store that was open. He eventually met up with Nomo, who ran outside and started yelling for Pate and Tack. Tack was able to find him because he was pretty close to him. Pate, on the other hand, could not. So Pate decided to go get himself an in for the day. Rest up, get a long rest in, go back to full HP, and prepare for the upcoming adventure. My Tack exact and... thought process. Yeah. <laughs> I just need my full HP. In that yeah, <laughs> he needs his full HP. Tack, on the other hand, and Homo, um, <laughs> if you listen to last week's episode, <laughs> things got stupid. Finally. Finally, <laughs> <Yeah>. mildly. <laughs> things, things got stupid. Uh, Nomo and Tack decided to say at the end that they were, you know, that, that Nomo already rented out, which makes sense because they need to, you know, rest up for the night or for the day. And eventually, uh, they got in a fight, per se, over the drugs. Nomo wanted to keep them. Tack wanted to experiment with them and kind of figure out the origin of them and what they were made of. Uh, needless to say, they kind of got into it uh, in a sense of Nomo took the drugs out of Tack's pocket. Tack didn't know. He went to the bathroom, tried to find the drugs. They weren't in his pocket. He went back outside, slipped on some puke, hit his head, got knocked out, popped back up with 20 HP. Nomo ate more drugs. Tack said to give him the drugs. Nomo said no. Nomo said if you can hit me with a piece of meat, then you can definitely have the drugs back. Instead of meat, Tack used fucking cheese. Nomo went invisible. Tack threw a piece of cheese at the wall. Missed the first time. Threw the cheese again. Nomo grabbed it midair with one of his monk abilities. Threw it back at Tack. Failed. They laughed a little bit. Uh, Nomo spit the drugs back out. Tack further went on to experiment on the drugs and figured out some of their more of their origin. Uh, after experimenting and taking a little bit of the drugs himself by eating them, his hands then turned red and blue, just like Nomo's. Uh, he further, you know, kind of concluded that he couldn't do too much more about this for the night. Walked out, laid down, and got a full eight hours rest. So that was literally the entire premise of last week's fucking episode, and it was ridiculous. Fun. Yeah, ridiculously ridiculous. fun. Uh, so they woke up uh, about eight hours later, around 8, 9 p.m., to the sounds of horns. The royal horns were sounding. They walked outside. They looked at the uh, – all three of them, actually, walked out of the selective inns they were in, walked outside, looked at the top of the staircase for the castle, and they saw Cassius in the distance with a man who had blonde hair and really, you know, nice-looking robes and stuff, and he had the new crown on. Through a speaking stone, through a speaking stone he announced to the kingdom that this was King Aldean. And he was going to make rocked it, and he was going to make Soulgrove great again, like it once used to be. I hate you. Yeah, I know. And that is where we're starting this week's episode. So you guys have just came out of your ends for the day. It's now eight. It, you guys have just came out of your ends for the day. It is now like eight o'clock at night. You have witnessed the new king make his announcement. You guys are pretty well, you know. Pay, you're separated from the the rest of the group. But you guys oh, are all pretty much. Night? Yeah, it's like eight o'clock at night. Cause you guys rested like at two, three p.m. Oh shit. All right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're pretty blasted. Well. Yeah, my concept of time was all backwards then. Okay. Yeah, it, it's it's Same nighttime here. right now. Yeah. No. Would it? Because all the places closed. Cause it, you said it was getting late. Oh fuck! My sense of time see, is backwards. Yeah. Oh no, I messed up. 
Okay. Yeah. Yep, I fucked up. This is what happens when you're a DM that gets confused with a bunch of cheese being thrown everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so I lied, it's 8 in the morning. <laughs> you wake up, it's 8 in the morning now at this point. After all the fuckery, so you wake up bright and early in the morning, you see all this shit happen. Cool. What you guys do? I also have my little spider on my shoulder. Yeah, uh, Tack also got his uh, his mechanical servant. So, what are you guys doing? There's um, a full crowd of people. It seems like people have been like waiting almost all night, like waiting Jesus. for this to happen. Yeah. Um, as as Aldine like you know finishes his speech, the crowd just starts like cheering. You can tell that by the sense of the cheering, they're kind of excited to have a new king, which kind of shows that like Rockdale maybe wasn't actually the best king that he probably could have been. So despite the death, maybe you know, he was good to just die, not by us, but yeah. Yeah. So you kind of get the sense of like you know it's sad that Rockdale died tragically from the castle you know being attacked, but at the same time, the kingdom seems to be really well receptive to Aldine giving a speech. Um, can I make my way through to try and get like a guard to see if I can get permission to keep walking? Absolutely. So attack and Nomo, you guys start. Right, Nomo, do you go attack? Absolutely. Okay. So Nomo and Tax are kind of like making their way through the crowd. Um, Tack, you start kind of like doing one of these with your hands, like jumping up in the air. One of the guards notices you and uh, walks over to you and grabs you, uh, you and Nomo, and says, Ah, oh, Cassie's actually looking for you guys. Uh, come with us. We'll lead you through the gates. Uh, do you know where Pate is? Uh, we do not. He stayed at another inn. I'm pretty sure he's here, though. He's here somewhere in the crowd. Gotcha. Well, uh, we have other guards out looking for him, so I'm right. sure they'll find him eventually. So they pull you to the front gates. They open the front gates. So like, our right, way here for Pate. Um, we're, we want you guys all to be together for, gotcha. for what's going on. Uh, Pate, go over to you, and uh, a guard uh, walks up. He finds you through the crowd. Says, "Ah, Pate Asher, uh, your your uh, Cassius and the new king want to see you." All right, all right. So he grabs you as well, and he pulls you to the gates, uh, and they let you through the gates. The crowd is like trying to kind of like not like fight through the gates, but they're kind of like fighting for like a front spot to kind of like see the king a little more. But the guards kind of push him out of the way and crowd control him, and they get you guys through the gates and close the gates back up, and you are now all back together again. Nomo's wearing a bathrobe. Yes. I wish I had a bathrobe. Um. So. Is like Cassius right there waiting for us? They're like or? up the staircase. They right. they uh, Cassius kind of looks down at you guys and uh sees you and like nods and kind of does like a like a signals you to go to him and they turn around. Cassius and the king uh, Aldine they turn around they walk in inside the castle waiting for you guys. Right. I'll proceed to follow suit. Yeah, Get you guys I'll all follow. follow. Yep. Okay, you guys all start to follow. Uh, you make it to the front gates of the castle. You walk inside, and there's still a bunch of rubble everywhere from you know the shaking that happened when uh, Koss was attacking. But you notice that some of it is starting to get more cleaned up. It's kind of like more like organized rubble now they're like pushing it yeah. like all together to kind of like get rid of it indefinitely Have some pathways yeah there's like pathways and shit uh uh cassius uh is there with you guys and he says uh come with me and king aldine uh we have some important matters to to discuss so you guys make it to the throne room uh which was almost like untouched it wasn't very it wasn't they get like you know a blunt of the attack aldine walks over to his throne and just kind of like stares at it and he looks it up and down and like kind of like shakes his head uh, side to side, turns around uh, and he looks at you three, and he says, "Hello, I'm King Aldine. Well, wasn't expecting to be king. Never really wanted to be king. Unfortunately, I knew this day possibly was going to come. I'm uh, 
bow and be like, it's an honor to meet you, and I'm sorry for what the tragedy that has come forth upon your family. Yeah, well, my father wasn't the the greatest king. You see, after after my mother's death, uh, you know, years ago, things started going downhill. He didn't really care so much about the city. He only cared about himself and let a lot of things go. And I wasn't a uh, an advocate for his methods, and I decided to leave. I thought eventually he was going to remarry and have another son, and that would be the new king. And I was going to further refuse. Turns out he didn't have any more kids, and I'm the only last living descendants of the Rockdale family. But in his honor, he's still my father, and I guess it is my duty to be the king of Dare. Or uh, <clears throat> I guess it is my my duty to be the king of Alteran and do what I can. But Cassius here found me. Uh, he told me some interesting things that happened. You see, I knew about the sword um, when I was a boy. Uh, when I was growing up, my father told me about it. Uh, he told me the stories and the legend and everything else that, you know, was behind it. One of the first things that made me realize my father wasn't doing his proper job as a king was he was advised to destroy the sword, but he continuously insisted that it being locked away in the castle was a good idea. That's one of the moments when I knew. And when I found out the sword was taken by a descendant of Koss, I knew that some some shit was going to go down. So, Cassius is pretty well informed me of everything that's going on. You three have the full support of my army, my troops. Wherever you go, I will send messages. Full support is on your side, and we will solve this problem together. But, Koss... <clears throat> but... Cassius wanted to speak to you guys as well about something. Cassius looks at you guys and says, So, it seems as if we have a slight problem here, which we all know about. It's Kelvin. What? Kelvin's a problem. Kelvin's not there right now. I know, but he's a problem. Oh. Kelvin is not there. No, Kelvin's fine. He went back to Nicbola to just check on the city. Uh, he's fine. He, he's making sure that you know the potions are getting distributed for anybody that needed it. He's making sure nothing happens. It's a good task he's, for a follower. Continue. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's he just he's just an NPC. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. So, I kind of prepared something with the events of Koss being back per se, taking over Darius's body, with the threat of Vecna on the rise. I think it's best if we get any advantage we possibly can and any knowledge we can on Vecna what Koss's motives could be and any kind of inside just knowledge we can obtain he looks at you Tack and he pulls out a flask he looks at you three he's like he says I made this when I was in Nicbola and at the time when I showed up it wasn't a necessity to look into your past and figure out what exactly was going on but I think if we can figure out what we can about the cult. I'm sorry, I'm just really excited. It will help us. <laughs> he looks at all three of you and he says, Now, I know Tak wants to see his vision, his past, his family history. Would you three all would you two also like to see? It'll help. Pete. To be honest. No. I have no real 
interest in others' family history as of right now. Okay. So, just you two? You look like attacking Nomo? I mean, Pate is his own man. He gets to decide what he wants to do, and it's completely understandable if he doesn't want to see what's been going on, like, behind the scenes that we don't know. Okay. So I'll Is the drink suit. warm or cold? It's cold. Okay, I'm just drinking. <laughs> he isn't porty, he's just holding the flask. Okay. I'm okay. just saying, like, if it was warm, I may, uh, may have something. <laughs> oh my god, no, 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 no! <laughs> but yeah, I'll drink it. Let's do this. Yeah. Okay. So he looks at you guys, he goes, alright. So he kind of, uh, he pulls up some chairs, and he, he pulls them up to you guys, and he looks at you, Pate, and he says, is there anything I can get for you? I, I know you've had some rough, uh, some rough moments here. Your fa- I know your father's gone with Koss. We don't know what happened to him. We're currently trying to figure that out. I've got, we've got some scouts looking around. They're, they're aware of the situation for the most part, and they're trying to find any whereabouts of him. So if there's anything we can do to help, gladly will. I need the only thing I'm good at. I'm not... Are they under their little... No, not yet. No, they haven't started yet. All right. Um... I'm not as talented as these folks. They're capable of much more than I am. All I can do is swing a weapon and take a hit. So, if I can just get something to aid me in that. Pate, you're more than just that, my guy. We don't see you as just another person that's joining to have this adventure. We see you as a brother of our own, as a comrade, as someone that we value as a person, that you are irreplaceable. I got some stuff that could help you out, I guess, a little bit. No, no, no Mo. <laughs> um, Aldean turns around and steps in. He looks at you, Pate, and he says, so you're Andrew's boy. Yeah. I knew Andrew when I was a child. He was always a, a good friend of my father and... I guess after I left the kingdom, he became uh, your father's right-hand guard. If there's anything I can say about the Asher family, it is that they are one of the most respected group of soldiers, you know, in a military family we've ever known or met. So if you are anything or any kind of skilled fighter like your father is, you are more capable than just taking a hit and throwing a sword. I mean, anything I can give, I will assist. But for your sake, I promise you, with the Asher name, whether you left the military or not, which rumors are that you did, I have no judgment against that. I left my own kingdom when I was of age because I could. But here I am again, righting the wrong that my father took in place. Don't think that you were just somebody that's meant for nothing. You're more experienced in combat than all of us. I was once a blacksmith. I was crafting. And here I am. Trying to be the best that I can be. I haven't had this cool thing that I made. And I pull out my... Pull out Stacy. <laughs> now I'm going to step back real quick. Just, just, I'm going to need you to step back real quick. Okay. And now I'm pushing the, the button. button. And it just, just spans in this big ass mechanical spider. Yep. Cassie's a little impressed. goes, alright. Okay. Get your put it back to small spider, please. 
<laughs> yes, I yes I will. Hit the button, it retracts again. And then she just hops on my shoulder. Okay. Because she's a cutie. Aldine looks at you again, Pate, and he says, one thing that I, I can offer you weapons, I can offer you armor, that I will 100% give to all of you, actually, to aid you in this journey. You're going to need it. Uh, Cassius has said good things about you guys. He said you, you've taken down Slod. You've gotten assistance of Bullywugs, different Bullywug communities throughout the kingdom, which is going to be another, you know, assistance in our needs. This isn't, I don't believe, one thing I've never believed in is just luck. I think this is part of destiny. But one thing that I can't offer you that Cassius can offer you is the knowledge and the history of what may be going on. While I understand that you care much for your family and not so much for others which is understandable especially with your father being gone i would suggest maybe you go under this trance with them and learn as much as you guys can about the cult i understand where you're coming from and such an idea would be very useful for a soldier to get information. But I'm no longer a soldier. I am now just a man who has to take care of his family and make sure that they are not affected by this. Whether or not the history is important, all I know is... Again, I'm not like them. I'm just a man who can swing a sword. So, honestly, if you just tell me where to swing my sword, that's all I can really do. It doesn't matter how the person was born, where they lived, where they studied, where they trained, where they settled down. I'm just here to kill them. Well, that is understandable, and I will do everything I can to aid you in that. God damn it, dog. <laughs> Besides, I still have one more place I'd like to go, and I figured this whole thing may take a while. And I need some a little time to do what I want to do. Uh, Cassie looks at you and says, uh, the trance is going to take, you know... You guys remember from last time we did the trance? It only took a matter of minutes. Like, you guys saw all this, like, in the... It was quick. Like, you guys, like, woke up, like, within a matter of minutes and had just this, this knowledge. It's like when you go into sleep and you have a dream that so feels Cass like it's 50 minutes. Cassie but... tells you it's not going to take long. If you don't want to do it, I understand completely you know prepare yourselves but i feel like because i don't know the history maybe there's something between the maybe there's something in the past in the history that we don't know that we could possibly obtain knowledge for but if you don't want to i completely understand if you want to take care of some stuff on your own yeah there's just one thing i gotta do and it's involving my father okay so all right so uh cassius uh and aldean look at you and they say you're welcome to anywhere in the kingdom you need to go uh i'll have a guard Go with you for any place you need to get into. Anything you need to access, yours to access. So, uh, do you want to walk out with a guard and yeah. start going places? Okay. We're going to say you walk out with a guard, you know, and you guys walk out of the castle. In the meantime, Cassie's looks at Tack and Nomo and says, are you guys ready? Yes. Now, Tack, I want you to know that whatever you see, whatever we may see, it may be scarring. Or maybe nothing. We don't know. I don't know. We're not going to know until we do this. I completely understand. Okay. In fact, I have the mentality to withstand. All right. He looks at you. He's like, I need your hand. All right. Hand on my hand. 
pocket. You stick your hand out. He pulls out just like a small knife and just kind of like just little little cut in your hand. Takes a drop of your blood and puts it in the in the flask. Shakes it up a little bit. He gets uh, three glasses. Pours. He gets three glasses. Pours it out for each of you guys. You guys all sit down. And this is you ready? As ready as I'll as I'll ever be. Okay. He kind of puts he puts like his hand on your shoulder, and you feel just like a weird like aura kind of like overtake you, and then he, you know, offers you to drink. Down the hatch. Okay, you guys all drink. Okay. I like how all of a sudden it's all quiet. He's just still attracted to the spider, just like as long as that thing is not fucking near me. <laughs> Nemo's petrified by the spider right now. I'm gonna burp. Okay. So you guys all take a drink. All of a sudden you black out. Everything's black and white. You guys see in a very small hut, there is a man and a female. There's a male and a female gnome. The female is on a bed giving birth. There are nurses and clerics in the room as well, helping with the birth. The father is there holding her hand, clutching tight, screaming, pushing the baby out. Finally, this baby emerges out of the mother's womb. It is a stillborn gnome. The father looks down in tears, and there's no life, no movement coming from the baby. The mother sits up. She looks down at the baby, begins to cry, and holds holds this baby, kind of rocks him back and forth with tears. The clerics hurry up. They run out of the they run out of the room. They come back in minutes later with different materials in their bag, and they start cracking different stones and materials and conjuring things. Yes. Um. They're clerics of like Vecna, right? Or no? Are, is this nope. way before this that? This is before that. Oh shit! Yeah, you see no signs of Vecna, no nothing. All right. Just wanted to be clarified. This, with the that. the house looks like a normal like just civilian house. Like there's nothing abnormal about this. All right. Okay, so you see these clerics run in and they start cracking different materials and like conjuring stuff. And the clerics put their hands over top of the stillborn gnome baby and they try to cast Revivify on it, but it's not working. The death has been too long. It's been stillborn for way too long and they cannot bring it back. Things start to fade away in the distance and they reappear. You're at a graveyard where the mother and the father have just buried their stillborn child and you see on a tombstone Tack McNuckles crying, weeping the funeral takes place they're in a small village south of the Blue River College things fade away I'm gonna mark that. they reappear and they're back in their home in this small little village this is about you know, maybe two weeks later they hear a knock on the door. They go to the door, they open it up, and there's a hooded man. Well, sorry. <clears throat> they open the door, and there's a hooded tiefling. Opens the door, and he says to them, My McDuckles family, I heard the tragic story about your, your stillborn son. There's something I can do to possibly help. My name is Ido Korvath. <laughs> See what I did there? I fucking hate you. My name is Ido Korovath. My, <laughs> my name is Ido Korovath. How would you guys like to meet up with me and maybe get your son back? 
the father looks at him and says, You're speaking of necromancy. We cannot, we can't do this. It's a tragedy, but we can't have our son be cursed and be brought back of, of something cursed and it's not, not himself again. And he, the Ido stops him and says, Don't worry. He'll come back just fine. I promise you that. The mother looks up and says, What do we have to do? What do I have to do to get my, my baby back? What do I have to do? He says, Ah, all right. Go through the night, dig the body up. I will meet you back here. It's pretty fucked up. Flashes to the night. The parents are digging up this grave. They finally dig it up. They pull out the casket with the stillborn baby inside of it. They wrap it up in a blanket. Take it back to the house. Ido Korvath knocks on the door again. As the door opens up, three more men in hooded robes come in. And they look at these two gnome uh, parents. And they say, Now, we can bring him back. If you commit to something for us. And they all pull up their sleeves. And they show the symbol of Vecna on their forearms. And they say, or Ido says, We can bring him back if you commit yourself to the guild. The father and mother look at each other. The father is distraught. Says, we can't. We can't. We can't that's, a, that's a sign of Vecna. We cannot do this. And then the mother looks up and says, I, I will do anything to get my son back. I, anything. Anything. The two parents kind of look at each other and start kind of like bickering back and forth. Don't and eventually the father starts crying and looks at them and says, alright, we'll do it. We'll do, we'll do it. And he says, very well. So, let it begin. So, the three men in the hooded robes, along with Ido, they have like this black powder, and they kind of like making a circle around the floor. Inside the circle is an eye. And inside that is the hand. So it's basically the symbol of Vecna with, made with black powder. Right. They say, place the baby in the center. They place the baby in the center. And Ida looks at your parents and says, before we can begin, you must commit yourselves to this. Once the baby is right back and you are committed, you are bound to this life. If you do not withhold your standards, withhold your promise, we will find you, we will kill you, we will kill the baby. They nod. Very well. So, they pull up your parents' sleeves, they take knives, and they carve in the logo of Vecna on both your parents' arms, and they fill it with, like, black like ink and it makes like the tattoos on their arms they look at your father he says stick out your hand he sticks his hand out and instantaneously as your father sticks his hands out chops off three of his fingers your father is screaming in pain blood is pouring out of his hand and eventually uh ido looks down he pulls his hand up and cauterizes it with a spell looks at the mother same for you she looks away boom three fingers gone off another hand cauterizes the wound <clears throat> cauterizes the wound he says very well. Welcome to the Guild of Vecna. We will now bring your baby back. We will come to find you when service is needed. Sorry to be a ball buster here and let Lo and Chai make my parents more devastated than they already are. Don't they get their teeth pulled out too? Not there yet. Oh. Well, oh shit. Alright, fine. Whatever. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's level two membership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why you get the premium membership. <laughs> so... They circle around this black, you know, powder that's on the ground. 
the three or sorry the four men so the the hu three humans and ido the tiefling they hold hands they start chanting some just like you can't understand what it is it sounds almost like chaotic they, almost like a abyssal like, uh, yeah like, like an abyssal kind of like chant yeah the baby glows and all of a sudden you hear just crying of a baby wah, wah, just crying of a baby they look over and they go tack tack Oh my god, Tack! And they run over. Your mother scoops you up and starts rocking back and forth as you're crying. Just desperately. Ida looks at them and says, Now, as for your son, we do not require that he joins the cult. Yours to sacrifice and yours to commitment is good enough for us. Hopefully one day he comes to the right mind and he seeks us out and he finds you and he finds us and he joins as well. For now, take care of your son. Take some time. When the time is right, we will come find you. Bring him with us. He will he will grow with us. He'll be raised among us. He will become one of us. Eventually. As for now, we'll see you in a while. They leave. Everything fades away. A few months pass. Still a baby. Your parents are in the night. It's raining. They're in hoods. They're riding on horseback. Eventually, they get to an orphanage. And you remember this. You see your parents pass you off to some dwarves. They look at the dwarves and they say, Please, take care of him. Don't let him find us. We don't want this life for him. It's better off this way. They ride back away on horseback. You guys come back too. Well, that one's worse than my story. <laughs> Dad? You doing okay? I'm looking around to see if there's something that I could just, like, either punch or, like, just get my rage out. There's some glass on the table, like some, like, you know, like, whiskey glasses and shit. I'm gonna look at Aldine. I'm sorry in advance. And just start whacking the fuck out of this bottle out of this like these glasses okay so you start breaking shit and Aldine's looking at you and like some of the guards like kind of like square up to like you know like throw spears at you and he goes no no let him he's he probably saw some some shit Cassius is looking at you and he is wide-eyed and he looks at Aldine and he looks at you and he goes I know what we can do we need to make it the Blue River College there's a scroll of Rakistan there. Only somebody that has experienced death and been dead and brought back to life can use this scroll. This scroll doesn't just kill somebody. This scroll destroys, and when I say destroys, their spirits. We can destroy the sword all we want. His spirit will still linger. If we can use this scroll and this spell, we can get rid of the spirit of Kos forever, and it will be gone. But only somebody that has experienced death and have the sacrifice of death of themselves and brought back can use this scroll. Well, who the hell do we know like that? Oh yeah, the dream! Zombie orphan! <laughs> Skip over to Pate. Pate, where are you going? Where do you want to go? You're you got so lucky he didn't let me punch you. <laughs> you got free reign to the right. city right now. I'm about to free raid on some fucking dwarf ass. So there's a there's a guard with me, right? Oh yeah, the guard is with you. He's pretty much giving you like he's one of the top guards. All Dean sent him. You have pretty much free reign to the city now, wherever you need to go and get whatever right. you need. 
I look at the guard, and I'm like, I need you to pick up a couple things. If you... Yeah, what can I get you? Well... <laughs> Cameron's so upset! <laughs> I was just like... I feel like this is like that Borderlands 2 fire reference where they're just like, don't let Lilith come in. Never played Borderlands. Alright, Pate, go oh, ahead. So missing out. I need you. We were supposed to grab the, the coin for it. But there's armor that I need to pick up. Okay. At so-and-so blacksmith. I don't remember the name of it. So What kind of armor was it? I'm sure we can get it somewhere. It's some kind of like special armor like uh, adamantium yes armor we, we, yeah there's a uh, some adamantium armor that's being crafted in the city i can easily get one of those for you all right i can one-up you i can get you mithril armor yeah i'll hook me up okay. that'd be great that's easy well we we have personal uh blacksmiths for the the king's guard they make various types of armor for us the mithril armor while it is very expensive and very hard to make for this circumstance the king has given you pretty much anything you need so Mithril can be done. Alright. I need a new weapon. Something strong, like a like a maul or something. Something heavy, something that something two handed that you can decapitate somebody with. Preferably crush. Oh. And I need not only his the spirits are crushed, his enemies are too. <laughs> And uh, some throwing axes, hand axes. I need at least four of them. Okay, those are easy we can stock you up on. As for something to crush with, I think I know the right person to go to. Come with me. Well, meet me outside the front gates. I need to go somewhere. And I, like I said, this is personal. So That's fine. I can get the mithril armor. I can get the throwing axes. To get this hammer I'm thinking of, that's one thing you will have to be with me for. Well, then I'll meet you afterwards. That's fine. Maybe we can do that. So he takes off in the city. He's like, I will meet you. He uh, kind of like writes down like an address in town. He's like, come to this address. Okay. All right. It's by this old grove castle. It's right down the road. Come to this address. Meet me here. We will get the hammer prep for you when you get here. As for the armor and throwing axes, I can get those for you. Alrighty. I am now going to head to the outside of the kingdom. Okay. I want to go into the forest and more or less to where, because I, it's how the kingdom is set up. It's like on a cliff overlooking some water and yep. like, I want to go to essentially the point that is closest, that you could see a, like a good angle at the castle. Okay. So, I'm going to go there and I'm going to kind of try to look and see it, try to see if I can find the spot where like my father fell out. Okay. Yeah, you, you pretty much... So the way you, you go to the, the bottom of the, the kingdom, basically, and you kind of walk around. For the most part, that's really the only way to get to like the cliff sides. You walk yeah. around. You can see, for the most part, the back of the castle where the shattered windows are. You see that there are just jagged rocks and edges kind of like crashing up against the walls, but you can tell that's generally the area where your father fell at. All right. I'm going to grab my warhammer. Uh, hammer side up. I'm I'm, dra I'm stabbing the handle into the ground. Okay. I'm gonna put up my shield, and I am just gonna look at it and kind of make a makeshift grave. 
essentially. Gotcha. I'm gonna look at it and just. Dad, I don't know where you're at. But I'm gonna get this bastard. And then I'm gonna turn around and start heading back into town. Okay. Uh, we're gonna say that they, that takes a little bit of time because it's pretty a pretty big trek. So probably about like an hour, maybe two hours later, you you make it back into town. You start heading to the address that you you know were given on the the piece of, piece of parchment. You make it outside, and it looks like a huge armory that's almost like cut off from like the rest of the kingdom. And there's a gate outside of it, and there's two guards standing there, and they look at you. They go, "Pay Dasher." Yeah. Gotcha. They kind of open the gates up, unlock it, let you in. You walk closer, and on the top of the sign, it says "Souls." S O L S. That's all it says. Just souls. Souls. Yeah. You walk inside, and you see the same guard that was with you, and you see a dwarven man standing there, and he looks at the guard. He goes, "This him?" He goes, "Yeah, this is him." He goes, "All right, come here." He goes, "All right, my name's <clears throat> my name's Jared. I'm a dwarf here in town. I make a bunch of different uh, items, weapons, armor, everything else here for the kingdom. I understand? I got some mithril armor for you." Okay, he pulls out a mithril armor uh, set for you. The mithril armor, uh, it is similar to the soul grove armor, but it is layered with mithril, so this gives you a plus two to your AC. Cool. Alrighty. Okay, he also gives you a sack full of ten throwing axes. He goes, use them sparingly. Some of the best I could craft. Some of the best I have in shop. He then says, I understand you want a special hammer. Come with me. He leads you to the back of the store, opens the door up. You walk inside, and you see just a grand forgery, almost like magical. Like, he opens this door, but when it opens up, it's like bigger than the size of the building you're in. You open it up, and it's, it's huge. It's fucking humongous. And you see different, like, workers just, like, pounding on things, making different kinds of, like, armor, weapons, and shields, just preparing everything, you know, just for guards and everything else. And he goes... Yeah, you see, the building on the outside may be small, but magic does its fucking wonders, man, I'm telling you. So, let me get somebody. He walks over, and you see an elven woman. She's kind of, like, managing, and she's, like, kind of telling, like, different, like, dwarves and, like, humans where to go for crafting stuff. And he goes, Ayana, come here. This elven woman walks over, and she goes, yes. She goes, I believe this is the person that the hammer was meant for. This is Andrasher's son, Pate Asher. She looks at you. She kind of like sizes you up, looks you up and down, and says, You sure look like Andrew's boy. So, we have a, a hammer that was used by the very first king of Altaran. It's called the Hammer of Souls. Now, not everybody can wield this, not everybody can use it. We've had previous kings try to use it, try to wield it, and everything else. Not everybody can, only the ones that are worthy can. If what the guards are telling me is true, what I've heard from the king is true, if this journey you are about to set on adventure for is as dire as they say, and you are destined to wield this hammer, the hammer will choose you. So, they walk to the back, they open up a locked, like, steel door. She kind of puts her hand on it, like, her hand glows a little bit, the uh, door unlocks, you hear, like, a noise, the door slides open, you walk inside. And there is a hammer sticking out of a pedestal. It's not like a it's not like a shield and like a, or it's not like a sword and stone type ordeal. It's literally just a hammer, like a big ass fucking war hammer that's gold and blue with a symbol of Soul Grove on it, just like sitting on top of a stone. 
like perfectly balanced like it's just flat stone and perfectly balanced am i aware of this like of the history of this weapon? roll a history check did you say hammer soul yeah hammer of souls s-o-l-s I, I hate you i got a uh, 14 14 you briefly remember like a slight history of this your father kind of spoke of it it was almost like legend saying that the first king of uh alteran used it in the great war um, to help lead, you know, the uh, Alteran army to victory to help, you know, establish Alteran as a country, but it was never really like heard of since then. Since then, the first, when the first king died, nobody was ever able to wield it again because they simply cannot move it from the stone it's on. I'm kind of like looking at this, and I'm wait. I is this the same hammer of legend? That. It is. Iona looks at you and she says, "It is of legend, but it's it is true. It's just it just hasn't been wielded in thousands of years. The first king of Alteran, King Alteran, was the only one to wield it. They say it was sent by the gods, crashed into the earth when we needed it the most, and he was the one that picked it up and used it in the Great War. Before he died, he placed it in his chambers here. This is where his old chambers used to be, and many have tried to wield it before." Even your father at some point tried to wield it. We're not sure if it's somebody that's destined to use it. Not sure if it's only meant to be used in the right moments and the right time. But if what we're hearing is true from Cassius and the king and everybody else, that there could be a rise of Vecna, then this may be the moment that the hammer chooses somebody. Well. I guess it's... Let's take a crack at it, and I'm gonna just approach it and guessing you uh, see what happens. Okay, you approach this hammer. As you start walking towards it, the closer and closer you get to it, you can feel just like the radiant energy just like coming off of it. It's not like harming you; you can just feel it. Like it's like pressure almost, like trying to like keep you away from it. But you're able to, you know, easily just kind of like keep kind of like pushing through. It's kind of like hard to kind of like walk because it's kind of pushing you back. But eventually you make it there. Uh, you look behind you and you see that Jared and, and Ayana are just kind of like looking at each other, like nodding. And Ayana looks at you and says, so far so good. Not many make it even past that point. So I'm going to just... <sighs> no, I'm going to just kind of cautiously try to take a hold of it okay you grab this hammer as you grab it you just feel you just like get shot not shocked like electric shock but like just a wave of energy just flows through you and you find yourself like everything pauses for a second and you find yourself almost in empty space like everything's just bright and you don't see anything it's just really bright like white and like yellow just like bursting you look around, you don't see anything. You're almost like in like a, a different like like not realm, but like area. The hammer's not in front of you. Everything's gone, and you hear a voice saying, "State your name." Paid Asher. What is your purpose? To protect my family. Trash can. How much does your family mean to you? Everything. Where are you from? What's the kingdom called again? I, this is Altaren. Altaren. 
I hail in the city of South Hollow in the kingdom of Alteran. I sense great bravery in you. I also sense fear of loss. But I also sense greatness. From what I can sense from you, Alteran is in grave danger. Yes. Do you accept the responsibility that could come with this hammer? If it means protecting those I care for, I will gladly shoulder those burdens. Very well. Protect the kingdom, protect your family. And when this upcoming war that could occur is over, return the hammer until it's needed again. I just nod my head and I agree. Okay, all of a sudden the light goes back. The hammer's in your hand and you kind of lift your hand up a little bit and it comes right off the pedestal and you're wielding this giant two-handed like just war hammer with one hand in the air and you're just full of energy and you just feel like just like a god has just like gifted you almost. You turn around, Jared and Ayana run up to you and they say, oh my god, we never thought we would see this in our lifetime. Just this, I'm imagining just this weird sense of like, like this exhilarating like moment. It's just like, when like everything's starting to like click into place now. They look at you and they say, Ayana looks at you and says, this was meant to happen. Now, not, not many believe in destiny, but I do. And this is... This is a glorious moment. Report to the king. Show him the hammer. Right, yeah. I'll... I'll do that. Okay, you deck yourself out in your mithril armor and everything else you got going on. Okay, so you have this fucking hammer of souls, which is a legendary hammer that's only been heard of, like, folk tales from the beginning of the kingdom. Again? S-O-L-S. S-O-L-S. It's destiny. That he has it. <laughs> oh shit! You deck yourself out in this mithril armor, like you put this on. You like, you assume it'd be like heavy as fuck. You put it on, it feels super lightweight. Like you feel super mobile in it, but at the same time, your AC goes up by two. Oh uh, shit! What? That's you're what like a twenty-one now? Um, well, twenty I, I, because I, he took the shield off. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm at 20. But so, still, dope. Yeah. So your oh, AC goes yeah. up by two. This armor is fucking glorious. Like, you put it on, it's got, like, a glow to it almost. Because it's just, like, it's got mithril shards in it. So it's almost got, like, diamond, like, inlays in it that are just kind of, like, sparkle all the sun when it hit the sun, hits it and shit. Uh, this big. hammer, you feel just fucking glorified by this hammer. So this hammer, it does a <laughs> d12 of damage. It ups your strength by one. So. Or, sorry, by two. It ups your strength by two. Yeah. Oh, you're you're a fucking monster. Right now. He's like Question. 21. No, Question. I'm at, I'm at fucking 22, dog. I'm getting a plus six on everything. Yeah. Question. What does my robe give me? <laughs> you have drugs. Yeah. All right. Fair. <laughs> Everybody's getting something this episode or the, the past couple episodes. You got drugs. He's got a hammer. You are a zombie you baby. Zombie baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's a baby baby. It's a zombie baby. You got your mechanical servant. Yeah, that's true. You got the. Uh, but I craft that. Oh, Anyways. Wait. 
So the hammer, it does a D12 of damage, like regular Warhammer, so it does a D12, which plus your strength modifier. Twice a day, you can activate the Soul Grove God's Smite and do an extra D8 of damage. My wiener's wet over here. Mm. Uh, so I had really bad hiccups over it. You've had them all day. So, we'll so I can only get them back after a long rest. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Just want to make sure. Yeah, it's a badass hammer. It's like a home craft weapon I made of mine. So plus two to the strength, which already buffs your strength up, which makes it fucking dope as hell. And then twice a day you can get a D8 of strength or a D8 of uh, uh, you know, uh, be holy damage. I'm just a, a very uh, not ghetto, but I'll say ghetto because I like the idea of it. A ghetto paladin. I'm like, oh, we need some holy real quick. Yeah, yeah I got it real yep. quick. Yep. I got you, there fam. You go. Smite. Hey. <laughs> so Jared and I want to look at you and they say, report to the king. Because shit is about to go down. It's going to be fucking great. Is that what they say? Yes, that's what they say. <laughs> That's what Jared says. I don't know, just kind of looks at Jared because he's just like chill. He's like, yeah, man, this is fucking like this is the, this is my fucking you know my place, man. Like your your father may be dead, but here's some cool <laughs> items for your dog. Here's some cool shit. We saw you place your hammer outside. That was kind of that was kind of you know emotional. Here's a better one. They so, kind of gave me a chub a little so, bit. <laughs> are you reporting back to the kingdom? Yeah. Okay. So you start oh, making man. your way back to the castle. By the time you make it back, they're kind of like out of their trance. You see Tack as you walk in. Tack is just smashing fucking glasses and stuff. And you hear, you know, the tail end of him talking about uh, Rakistan's scroll and the whole scroll ordeal, where it can be used by somebody that's experienced um, and had the sacrifice of death once in their life and come back to use this scroll to literally destroy a spirit. Not to railroad this again, but you said I took like a couple hours, and their thing took a couple minutes. So has he just been thrashing oh. for a couple hours? <laughs> oh, my sense of time is really off. Okay, I like you walk in. They're pretty much calm by now. Okay. And they start explaining to you the scroll <laughs> rock is on. Okay. I, uh, when when Pate walks in, I tap tack and just like look. Yeah, lock so it, while Pate's doing all that kind of stuff, you start settling down. Lock it, lock it, lock it, lock it, lock it. So Pate walks in. And like he opens the door, you just hear just like epic fucking music in your head, playing in the background, like yeah, not even oh, just like no, the Mega Man X theme song. Oh, oh, shit. Sorry, yeah. You see, yeah, Pay walks into that decked out armor, big ass hammer. All Dean and Cassie's love you, and they say, "Holy shit!" You're like, "That's the king of that's that's the hammer of souls," and I'm going to use it. To crush Cass's face. I I know the de- I know how that sounds, but trust me. <laughs> With this, I feel confident now. Pit, where did you get all that stuff? Uh, just I pulled it from the. Special place reserved for, I guess, the chosen few. Kind of like. Aldine and Cassius look at you and they say, "The Hammer of Souls was a hammer that crashed down in Alteran, gifted by the gods, thousands of years ago when Alteran was going through a great war to become a country." Do I already know this? Since... Roll history. Oh. Both of you. 
Ooh. I know nothing about it. <laughs> Noah is like, what? He knows about it. I definitely know. That's a nat 20. Yeah, you're just like, you were just like, as soon he as, got, like, he got the fucking like, training I went card from piss. <laughs> I went from pissed to, but I want that! Yeah, you see, you see, as soon as Tate walks in, like, before Cassius and, uh, all, uh, Aldean are like, that's a hammer. You're like, that's a hammer of fucking souls! That is the hammer of souls. Holy shit, that was pretty loud. What's a hammer of souls? They look at you and they they tell you that it was a hammer gifted by the gods that crashed into Alterion when they needed it the most to help Alterion become a country. Oh. King, the first king of Alterion, King Alterion. Oh, does, does that mean Pate's a it. god? No, Pate's not a god. Oh, Pate's not a god, but right now he's got a godly weapon. Okay, because I can say I can't deal with everyone being like awesome and my parents being like shit. <laughs> Ouch. So, not you're not by blood. Cassius, not Cassius looks at you guys with <laughs> King Aldine. Cassius looks at you guys with King Aldine and says, "So, Pate, we understand you wanted to go to uh, the South Hollow. With the current circumstances that unfolded, we have a scroll, the Blue River College, that can be used to disperse Cass's soul forever to just make it not even exist. We can destroy the sword. We can take the sword away. We can lock it up." The soul will exist if we can use this scroll after we get the sword away from Darius. This can be used to take away the threat of cost forever. Can't... The scroll, is it... Once they use it, are they able to use it again? Or is it like a scroll that you would buy at... This scroll like a... is a mythical legendary artifact. It was once held by an evil necromancer named Rakistan. Who we entrapped his soul. And it is at the Blue River College. Do you think after we use it on Cause it we'd be able to use it on Vecna if it, he does come back? Possibly. We know the scroll has been once used before. This is why we locked Rakistan away. We couldn't use the scroll ourselves on him because none of us, nobody around us that we Nob has experienced death before and come back. Rakistan was able to use the scroll to his advantage because he was brought back to life. At one point in his life. Well, he was brought back by necromancy. He was able to use the, the scroll himself to literally disperse souls. If somebody dies and we try to revivify them or use some sort of spells or magic to bring them back or even necromancy, they cannot come back if their soul is literally non-existent. He was using the scroll for advantage. We couldn't destroy his soul. His soul, in essence, is trapped in a mason jar basically, at the Blue River College. Well, I said let's get this scroll, and then with it, we'll be able to save not only everyone in the kingdom, but Windfell as well. But, do you think you could take me to that forgery? <laughs> <laughs> I have an idea. And that's where we're going to end this week's episode. Just can you take me to the forge? <laughs> Everybody's getting cool shit right now. <laughs> Nomo's getting drugs. I got, I got, got a rope. <laughs> Tate's got a god hammer. Tack's going to get a fucking scroll that's going to literally destroy souls eventually, maybe. If you guys and I'm going to have high cholesterol. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, so I tried to like foreshadow a bunch of shit that was going on with Pate where like all, all, all Dean was like, you're meant for more than this. Like, you are. I was like, I can't wait for Pate to get this fucking hammer. <laughs> like, 
Just the Mega Man X theme. There is something I do want to try at that forge, though. Okay, well, we can try that on the next episode of We Can Trip, a DMV yep. podcast. I'm your Dungeon Master, Brandon Tharp. You can follow us on Instagram at We Can Trip Podcast, on Twitter at We Can Trip Pod. You can find me on Facebook, or sorry, you can find us on Facebook at We Can Trip, a DD podcast. You can find me on Twitter at The Tharpening. You can find me on Xbox at The Tharp. Cameron, go ahead. You can check out our YouTube channel. Yes, you can. We We're can getting trip, content up. Cast. Um, you could also look me up on Instagram, K underscore Ron underscore Stoppable. Yes, K Ron Stoppable. And I don't want to interrupt you, but bah! I hope your hiccups. No. Cameron's um, had hiccups for the last four hours. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, Anything else, Cam? My ga- gamer tag on <laughs> Xbox is Slops Space McFlops. Check it out. Cool, Greg. Uh, Greg plays games on Xbox, Twitter, Mr. Underscore Vaughn underscore, Instagram, GK Brown underscore. I really like underscores. Oh, dude, it's real bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> as you can tell, I have gas. So if you'd like to, you know, maybe do a donation to me to help that Shut issue. Shut up. Um, no, I got nothing else uh, going on other than just getting ready for the live show. Yeah. Yeah, live show April twenty. 20- April 28th at Clubhouse Brewery in Warren, 5 p.m. start time. It's free. Pay, go ahead. Or sorry, Ian, go ahead. <laughs> um, Simtaz, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, PlayStation, you know, it's nothing's changed. So, but yeah, thanks for listening. It's Next week's going to be fucking wild. Oh, next week's going to be fucking cool. I cannot wait. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. And as always, peace. Peace. Bye. <laughs>